This is a HeadGum Podcast. Now this is podcasting. So before we begin okay. tonight, Jack, I want to find common ground with you. Yeah. I want this conversation to be civilized. I want yes. it to be productive. You know that I am someone who admires the babysitting media that we watch tonight. Yes. Greatly. greatly. Yeah. And I know that you are someone who appreciates it less. Right. And that, that lack of appreciation... To, to, just in the tone that I think you want from Careful. me, that lack of appreciation, which I would describe as extreme, comes from a place yeah. of love. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is this is my point: is I want to find some common ground. So let's let's go down the list and and see the, the places where we agree. So okay. while Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace may yeah. not be your favorite piece of star wars media mm-hmm. we can at least agree that star wars media in general mm-hmm. and star wars in general is very good the concept of star wars yeah is good and fun here's what i am a star wars fan there we go okay yeah can we I'm say a star that wars fan too. uh where's yeah. hey hey tanner yeah i'm jack and I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm Tanner, and I'm a Star Wars fan. Feels good to say that. So that's that's okay. some common ground. Yeah. Second piece that I want to talk about is that there are a lot of flawed characters uh-huh. in the prequel series. Uh-huh. Uh, Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace being the first of three films in the prequel series. Yeah. But I think that you and I can at least both agree that Jar Jar Binks is a strong and good character. <laughs> and i'm just trying to find common ground with you so i think that is and that's given. where you want to start to- that's something we can both get on board with right we so <laughs> we'll just take that as as understood oh we um and we that's something that's where we agree so we're both star wars fans, okay we're both all right you don't fans. you don't want you'd prefer to just kind of blow past my response on this one and then okay yep <laughs> I guess point three would be Duel of the Fates is a banger, right? The song. The song Duel of the Fates yeah. when they're first facing off, uh, Qui-Gon and, and Obi-Wan are first facing off against Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. Yeah, that rocks. hell of a song right yeah that rocks and, and pod racing is pretty cool pod racing's great yeah okay yeah so there's a lot oh, of shit i meant to say sounds like you he, love the film i want to say this can we say this what? ready to start the show yeah now this now is this podcasting is oh that's good fuck <laughs> now this is podcast now this is podcasting yeah that's good yeah. put it on a t-shirt don't you think so I've I've seen this film, gosh, upwards of twenty times, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do insist that I like the film. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's an unpopular opinion, but I like it about you. I watched this this evening. Yeah, this film. Mm-hmm. I started it earlier today, and I finished it this evening. And gosh, darn it, <laughs> Jack! Yeah, it's a good movie. Okay, you do still like it. Good. You want it to be bad, and you yeah. hear that it's bad, and you're like, "All right, I guess it's bad. Let me. I'm gonna watch it, and I'm gonna like be critical because I need to like." You know, I have a podcast to do, and I can't just be all shitting rainbows the entire time about this movie. But then you watch it, and you're like, you know, this is not a bad movie. It, it, this is kind of a good movie. Careful it's with your, well constructed. your use. <laughs> it's well shot. It moves along, you know? Like, it's kind of good. I While watching this film... Well, I want to tell you a few things. I've got a lot to say. So well, let's introduce the show, the show. Okay, but keep in mind that we've yeah. already agreed on those sort of like okay. top line points. All right. Number two is a little shaky, but we'll get into it. Um, let's introduce the show. I'm Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner Green. This is the Babysitter's Club Club. It's episode 15, uh, season 15. Something like that. And it's uh, we're talking about The Phantom Menace, Star Wars episode one. The Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace, where it all began. And uh, is it a Phantom Menace or the Phantom Menace? The f- I, the the Phantom Menace. I believe the Phantom I believe Menace. It's an Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's the Phantom it's, Menace. It's a typo, and... but they just went. They <laughs> just went with it. <laughs> Lucas was like, "We'll fix that in CGI." <laughs> um, Good luck. And um, it's a babysitting movie. Uh, it's a it's a classic babysitting movie, and that's why yep. we're the Babysitters Club Club. We talk about the the greatest babysitting movies, and uh, the first one that we talked about was the Babysitters Club. And now we're talking about the Babysitters Club that is uh, loosely um, conceived of as Qui Gon Jin. Huh? Qui Gon? Qui Gon? Yeah, yeah. Is Qui Gon, and that's his name, right? And um. Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. And that's Quite a babysitter. Jim. Jim. That's what I said. What did you say? Jin? I can't remember. Like did I liquor? say Jin? Okay. Qui-Gon. That doesn't make any sense. Jim. Qui-Gon Jim. Okay. So yeah. Jim, Jim to his friends. Yeah. <laughs> and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Best friends and a babysitting club. Oh, uh, I disagree. Okay. <laughs> and this is Kim Geary's fan theories. <laughs> okay. And I don't think segment. this is yeah. – I do agree that this is a babysitting narrative. Yeah. But I think if you really pay attention, the babysitting begins. There's this intro scene where the babies, mm-hmm. Qui-Gon Jim and Obi-Wan Kenobi, are, like, being naughty. They're doing lightsaber fights with robots and um, offensive caricatures. Yeah. And then they leave that scene. Mm-hmm. And they end up on the planet Naboo, where a kindly uh, local decides to take them under his wing. Watto. And show... No, Naboo. That's tattooed. Oh, a Naboo, sorry. Jesus, this is going to be a fucking nightmare, isn't it? Um, a kindly local takes them under his wing and shows them around, introduces them to Boss Nass, and... Jar Jar. It kind of goes from there. I think the true babysitter of this novel, radio yeah. novel, video novel... Is Jar Jar Binks. Okay. I w- I'm going to have a lot to say about Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, well, who wouldn't? He's the main character of this film. I watched a film today um, with my wife and my child, by which I mean I was watching oh, Sarah the film. Sarah was there, too. 
by myself. And right. uh, then the child entered. Because I, well, you and I had a text message exchange where I asked you if you thought it would be okay uh, for Cy- someone of Cyril's tender years to watch yeah. the, the movie. And, and you said, said yes. yes. Um, and he loved it. I said the only watch out was the guy getting chopped in half. He didn't. He was like completely uninterested in that. He like his his primary question. I recorded some audio of him, so we'll we'll, we'll okay. maybe play some. Um, but his primary question was, um, "What kind of animal is that?" And he asked that which, of which almost guy? everyone. What kind of animal is that? He's a gun guy. What kind of animal is that? That's a gun guy. That's a Sith. His name is Darth Maul. There's a lot of animals over here. Yeah, there sure are. There's a flying guy. There it is. There he is. Look. There's a flying guy. Yeah, that's Watteau. Yeah. Do you like him? Yeah. He's a kind of animal. He's a Toydarian slave. Uh, so when Jar Jar first came on the screen, he said, he said, what's that scary thing? <laughs> Not scary. <laughs> and then he said, what kind of animal is he? Gungan. Um, and then Darth Maul, it was sort of the same question. What kind of animal is he? And I said, it's a Sith. <sighs> no, he's not a Sith. God damn He it. is a Sith. Well, he I mean, he is, but that's it's like... Sith Lord. <laughs> that's like saying, like, the kind of animal you are is, like, content cr- consultant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he's a death... Dathomirian. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I got that one wrong. Well, and he already you texted me that he he fucked something else up. I feel like you're. I just I you know this is not something I say lightly, but it's yeah. something I truly believe is that you're raising him wrong, because uh. you texted me earlier and said that Cyril asked if he could go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. or no, you asked Cyril if he wanted to go to the bathroom. I said, "Do you want to use the potty?" And yeah. he said, uh, "No, I'm Sabalba. Sabalbas don't need potties." Right. <laughs> And that doesn't make any sense for obvious reasons, right? <laughs> you understand why that doesn't make any sense, right? Um, because Sabalbas do actually use the bathroom just well, in between pod races. Sure, but Sabalba is a guy. <laughs> and his race is Doug. And Doug's, I'm sure, use the restroom. You are currently talking to the father of, I can confidently say, the biggest Sabalba stan. Mm-hmm. He's a cool character. He's got that weird in the universe. He kind of walks on his forearms and he yeah. uses his legs as arms. Yeah. He's tough as hell. He's a hell of a pod racer. Here's what um, uh, Cyril said during the pod racing scene. Yeah. That's not a dinosaur. That's Sebulba. <laughs> who called him a dinosaur? Cyril in his mind was worried about who might or might not be dinosaurs. Okay. There are a lot of kind of dinosaurs on on Gungan planet. Um, Nabu. Yeah. And uh, final thing he said, um, I like that guy. He's crazy. Who do you think he was talking about? Is it Sebulba? No. Is it the two-headed announcer? He did like the two-headed announcer, but no. That This was his, I think, probably second favorite character in The Phantom Menace, Watto. Oh, Watto, yes. Um, so that's a lot of Star Wars talk. Um, oh, and I just say, I, I've, I've slandered... Three. And there's going to be a lot more. Yeah, I've slandered my wife. She didn't watch the movie with me. She came in briefly to see if it seemed like it was okay that Cyril was watching it. And she stood there for like five minutes. And she said the same thing over and over. Like, I'm not even sure she was aware that I 
could hear it. She just stood in the doorway and like every two minutes she would say, why is it like this? <laughs> what do you mean? Why, why is, is it so like good? this? Why is it so beautiful? <laughs> it's almost hard to behold. Um, I've written a um, good version of the movie. Okay. Based on uh, watching do, it. We, is it just note for note the same movie? No. Do you want to hear it or do you want to describe the film first? Well, let's. I'll describe the film first so okay. people know what what we're dealing with the the unmolested version of the film. Yeah, I think that's good. And then when when did this come out? Uh, ninety nine. Ninety nine. So I'm going to give you ninety nine seconds to do it. Okay. Uh, I wish somebody had given George Lucas th- these kind of constraints. <laughs> yeah. No. This is his, his. This is his blank check. Yeah. Okay, um, let's see, 99. I'm going to put 99 seconds on this big bad clock. During those 99 seconds, we'll have you describe everything that so happens in the film. So much time. Um, there's a really, it's, it's a pretty dense film in some ways. Yeah. And then, then I'll tell you my version, I think. Okay. Uh, spoilers for Phantom Menace. Fuck it. We're going to spoil the shit out of this one. It's I, 22 I, years we're old gonna, at this point. Like, whatever of this film was not already spoiled by George Lucas... We will. You mean by that? We will spoil. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Ninety-nine seconds starting now. All right. So the Trade Federation is doing a blockade on Naboo, and the they're being controlled by a shadowy figure who's called Darth Sidious. He's a Sith Lord. Um, The Jedi come to negotiate a truce, a treaty, um, and their names are Qui Gon Jim and Obi Wan Kenobi. From Mallory Hicks, Poison Jim. They try to poison them because the Darth um, Sidious guy tells them to. And they don't die. Instead, they chop up a bunch of robots and try to lightsaber a door open before finally escaping and crawling onto a lander and uh, full of robots. And they go to the surface of Naboo where they meet Jar Jar Binks. And the, he takes them to... The Gungan City, where Boss Nass tells them to fuck off and gives them a, uh, I think it's called a bongo. And then they take the bongo to the core of the planet and they arrive in Naboo. 30 seconds left. As it's being taken over by robots. And then they escape with the Queen Amidala and her handmaidens. And they go to Coruscant, where they um, help overthrow the Supreme Chancellor. And then Senator Palpatine becomes a Supreme Chancellor. And then, um, and then they get in a fight with the robots. They go back to Naboo and they get in a fight with the robots. And then Anakin blows up the robot control space station, and all the robots die. And then there's a big fight with the Gungans, and everyone wins, and everyone's happy. Uh, and time. Um, you forgot that they do, do go to Tatooine, and they uh, they rescue do go to Tatooine, and they pick up Anakin Skywalker. Anakin um, during a pod race. Okay, here's my version. Ready? Tell me this is good. Tell me this is a good version of the movie. That was 99 seconds? Yeah. Jesus. It is a, th- a thick read. It's a thick book. Um, here we go. Yeah. We have the crawl. I'm going to change the crawl. The crawl is different. <laughs> okay. But the, can you at least agree that the opening crawl of this movie is bad? No, what do you mean? It's, it, it gets like in kind of the nitty gritty. Turmoil has engulfed the, the Galactic Federation. Republic. The taxation of trade routes to outlying star good. systems is in dispute. Oh, it, sorry. You want to see that on screen? You're like, oh, I want to see some of these trade disputes. You know, it, it reads like one of these like explainers on the filibuster. <laughs> 
It's like a Vox post. Yeah. It looks like, yeah, Ezra Klein wrote it. <laughs> it's like, actually, like the Senate procedural rules regarding cloture haven't always it, been maybe this way. it's just me. <laughs> but I prefer that in a crawl than seeing it brought to life. Okay. That's fine. But I, I think probably let's have neither. Um, but so we'll change the crawl. I will. I don't. I'm not going to figure that out right now. But the crawl happens, and you know what? Maybe we'll do under a big spaceship, just like the, to kind of call back to the original Star Wars. Like you see a big spaceship going by. Yeah. Uh, zoom out, and it's a so fucking fucking centipedes in my house. Where are they coming from? This is not a conversation I want to have with you. <laughs> <laughs> so many centipedes. In my house. I don't want to talk to you, you about this. You expect spiders. You expect, like, roaches, you know? But, like, centipedes. I don't. There's just centipedes is, everywhere. I don't like to think about it or talk to you about it. Okay. One <laughs> just went crawling by. Like, he fucking owns the place. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah. We're looking up I at a ship. A humane. Okay. Well, tell I got me a little you... thing. Oh, okay. It's like a wand with a little box on the end and yeah. a trigger. And the trigger slides up a little trapdoor. So what you do is you take it and you put it over the bug. Hell yeah. You slide the trapdoor door to catch it. And then it's got a magnifying glass. So every time I catch a bug, I show it to Miles. That's great. And he's becoming a bug nut. Cyril would like that. He's a bug nut. Yeah. Can I talk now? Please. We're talking about your favorite movie, but I made it better. Yeah. We're looking up at a ship. We zoom out. It's a fucking pod racer. The movie opens (sighs) with pod racing. Maybe it's all pod racing. It starts with the pod racing. Maybe it's like scene. Days of Thunder, except fuck yeah, Star Wars. Rubin's racing. That's yeah. good. Yeah. You, then you have the scene. Now this is podcasting, says uh, Anakin. Starts with the. That's how we're introduced to Sabalba to Anakin. Um, ben, um, what is this? The other, the some of the other pod racers. Oh, okay. You're naming them. Um, okay. I wish I could remember more of their names. I'll look I, them up. I don't later. think it's actually you important. Go ahead. Okay, but don't you want to hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. That's you're like you and Cyril will get along because the whole way through this movie, Cyril, every time there was a new character, Cyril asked me to look him up, tell me what kind of animal he was, and then he wanted to look at the the, um, the uh, Wikipedia entry on the computer so that he could confirm that I looked him up correctly. Yeah, you're. I don't. Ben Quad Quadineros. That's not great to talk about. Do you remember Ben Quadineros? Is he the like the big face one who blows up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that guy's funny. Listen to my movie. Okay, starts with pod racing. That's so interesting. And then fucking, um, then we meet our heroes. They're just on Tatooine. Listen, stop looking at centipedes and listen to me. I'm worried because the centipede crawled away, and now I'm worried the centipede's going to crawl on me, and well, I don't want that. I would rather that than what's currently happening, which is that I'm fucking talking to no one about a fucking... Can I tell you a story? I guess. About bugs? What? Um, I have this week off, and I decided to take advantage of it, and what I did was rent a van from Budget Rental Car and go to my garage, which was still full of cardboard boxes from when we moved and a bunch of our landlord's old shit. Okay. And I just packed it all into the van and took it to the dump. Yeah, I've done that before. It's good. In the process of doing that, I took all the boxes and I threw them into the back of the van and then I drove to the dump. And as I was loading up the boxes, I saw a Black Widow and I was like, ooh, spooky, a Black Widow. <laughs> glad I caught that before he crawled all over me, you know? Um, yeah, and then you, got, I got, you got the one Black Widow. 
And then when I got to the dump, I started unloading the boxes, and I was like, oh, there are so many Black Widows. Oh. <laughs> and somehow in the process, and wolf spiders, which are like they're huge. this big. And yeah. somehow in the process of loading all of these boxes into the van, I like carried, I would say, a dozen Black Widows and a dozen wolf spiders into the back of the van, <laughs> unnoticed, and then threw them out at the dump unnoticed too so wait so where were I, they where were they originally like in the boxes like living in the boxes. that's like arachnophobia i know it was it was literally i was like it, i think it was at least 20 spiders that i saw as i was disposing of these boxes well you know there's more i know i know now i know that yeah <laughs> there's more Luckily, always they're out more. in the garage which is detached oh man that's all we sucks. have to worry about in the fucking house is centipedes apparently well, but this is going to be like arachnophobia because one of those centipedes, you're, one of those, this is literally how arachnophobia starts. You're going to take, what, humanely take one of those centipedes out. It's going to mate with a fucking black widow. I know. And create like a multi-leg fucking arachnid. It was a nightmare. And then, and then you have to burn your that. own house down. I took all the boxes and then I came back and loaded up the van again with all the like shit that our landlord left behind. Jesus. And it was so much stuff, and I brought it to the dump and carefully unloaded it into all those fucking like separated bins. And then I went to the to pay at the weigh station, and that's from they the charge singer. eight cents per pound. Yeah, it's expensive. And I paid eighty dollars, which means I, with my own physical body today, moved a thousand pounds <laughs> of spiders. Of junk. And spiders <laughs> out of my garage and into the landfill. That sucks. It was a hell of a way to spend the day. Did you tell Jamie? Is she scared of spiders? I did tell her. Yeah. I grew up with black widows in Colorado. They're everywhere. And yeah. what I told her is all the only people who need to be worried are children. Yeah. And <laughs> so she doesn't people. need to be worried at all. Well, I do remember one time a friend of my dad's got bit by a black widow and he was like in bed for like a week. Can I tell you this movie? Don't you think that's a cool domestic thing to do on a day off? Just rent a van and clear out your garage? Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Tell me your your inferior version. Now we meet Obi-Wan and... Um, What's the opposite of you can't polish a turd? You that's what you're can doing. polish a turd. <laughs> <laughs> that's the opposite. <laughs> so, and that's what's happening here. <laughs> yeah. Now we meet Obi-Wan and um, Qui-Gon Jim from Mallory Hates Boys and Jim. Yeah. And um, the, the Qui-Gon notices that the winner of the pod race, which was a very exciting way to get started with this film and also cut out 40 unnecessary minutes, uh, okay. is uh, it seems to be strong with the Force. And that's a better explanation than the midichlorians, they isn't it? Tatooine? Who cares? How did they fucking... I do. Okay, where does this movie start? In in Lucas's ship. version, okay. How did they get to the Trade Federation ship? They took a spaceship. Okay. How did they it. get to that spaceship? They're sent there by the fucking Senate. Jesus, did you watch the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Can I say it? I've got a lot of beats. Yeah. That's how we meet them. He says, "Hey, I'm gonna like let's rescue this kid." Um, he gambles with Watto for the boy. We're keeping Watto in this movie. Then they fly to Coruscant directly to escape Darth Maul. Why can't Darth Maul go to Coruscant? Because they fight, they beat, they meet him on um, Tatooine, Tatooine. Yeah. Um, and they get advice from the Jedi's. We're keeping the Jedi's, the Council. Okay. And then this is where we first meet Amidala. There's no p- Podme. 
There's no Padme at all. No, we don't need that. And Amidala does some politicking with Palpatine there. Separate from the Jedi's just nothing. We meet Amidala. The Jedi's don't. We've got two separate narratives now. The Amidala narrative is the bureaucracy and politics and like Ezra Klein explaining the filibuster stuff, but like yeah. pretty short. And the Jedi narrative is just pod racing and, and where's Amidala? She's on Coruscant. She's she's just there, yeah, because she's Why? meeting with Why Palpatine. Why is she on Naboo with her people? I don't know. Same fucking reason that she ends up on Coruscant. This I'm using scenes from the movie. So you're saying that there's a whole unexplained. Yeah, we don't have to explain everything. Yeah, why is she okay? Maybe we'll do it in some dialogue. That sounds boring. <laughs> so you're trading out all the siege stuff for. The we'll put it in the crawl. Dialogue. I'll put it in the crawl. Okay. We'll have a line in the crawl that's like Queen Amidala has flown to Coruscant to like sort out the siege situation. Good. Yeah. And what's good is this, so this is it centers Darth Maul as a threat to the Jedi's and it centers like Senate bureaucracy as a threat to Amidala and we keep those things kind of separate from each other. Okay, that's literally the plot of the movie. We cut as everything. It exists, yeah, but I'm doing it shorter. We cut everything Why short? it's only, between it's like a, a quick two hours. Anakin and Padme, they don't meet. I mean, between two Anakin, hours. they don't meet. There's okay. no. There's they. <laughs> okay, uh, G- uh, Jack. <laughs> How, what I don't the fuck want happens in, in episode two, three, four, five, and six then? We're changing these movies too. But th- then. You know, for, you know that your beloved four, five, and six couldn't happen if Anakin <laughs> and Padme never met, right? <laughs> but they could because here's the thing Anakin's angry because he got taken from his mother. That's such a stronger reason than why he ends up being angry. Because that he's like reason. mad about his girlfriend. That is the reason. That is the reason. <laughs> The fucking Jedi Council literally says that. And, and you're you're sitting here saying like I'm going to reinvent Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace, and then I've invented you're just saying it. what perfect. happened in Episode One: Phantom Menace. Then we go straight to the battle on Gungan on uh, Naboo, the big battle that we have all of it in a row. We will sh- uh, I will allow Jar Jar to be shown, but only as a soldier. He's a general. Yeah, soldier. in this the general Jesus. stuff is cut. And what? And then we end with a confrontation. He's got no growth then. We end with a confrontation. We don't need Jar Jar as a character. In fact, you know what? Okay, Jar- I'm out. I am out. <laughs> no, you know what? We're going we're gonna to boost uh, Roost Tarpals. Hey, you, sir. Stop it there. Hey, yo, Delia. Captain Tarpals? Mr. Back. No, again, Jaja. You, sir, go into the bosses. You, sir, in big doo-doo this time. <laughs> I do like Tarpals, too. <laughs> That's the other gun, and he's got a funny mustache. Except, like, blue. Yeah. (laughs) Rather than pink. Uh, And then we end with the confrontation with Darth Maul. It ends sad. It ends sad. That sounds like a bummer. I hate your version. (laughs) It fucking rules. And it's. It It doesn't make any sense. It cuts 45 full minutes out of this. Why would you want to cut 45? I want to add 45 minutes. (laughs) Is there a way I can add 45 minutes? I want another fucking battle. That's my good. That's Jack's good version. It's called Jack's good Jack's version. Bad version. It's Jack's good version. Don't you? It's, okay, at least tell me this. Starting with pod racing is pretty good. That's good. I like that. It's start- I like the opening shot being just like a New Hope, except it's a yeah, pod racer. It's a pod racer, but you can't tell because you don't get the scale yet. What if we just make a? What if you and I write a whole Star Wars spinoff, a la Rogue One? Yeah. Except it's just about the pod racing scene. Fuck yeah. On Tatooine. Fuck yeah. And it's like gritty and it's sort of this like, I don't know, like a baby driver kind of like 
pod racing heist movie. Yeah, it's called Sebulba's Fall. Or like maybe they're robbing the huts. Yeah, the 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 pod race itself is like a fucking head fake. Yeah. And There's like also, some other it's shit like going Ocean's on. Eleven, except yeah. they're they're all like they all work for the huts. Yeah, the, but they're robbing the huts. Yeah, that would be a good movie. That's good. And it's called now. This is pod racing. Now this is pod racing. <laughs> oh, what an interesting film. Um, do you want to talk about like the virgin birth stuff? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Midi chlorian virgin birth stuff is. I don't need to talk about midi chlorians with you. That's been litigated. I, We've I litigated that before, you and I. No, you and I haven't. I think the world has kind of litigated it. I don't need. I guess it's. Are there any listeners who have no idea what we're talking about? Midi chlorians. <laughs> let's briefly I touch don't on it. No. So, that if you don't know the Star Wars universe, it turns out that Episode Four, Five, and Six came out first for some reason, <laughs> and then. George Lucas decided to go back and do one, two, and three, like, episode. Here's what I'll say, just as a preamble to that. Episode four, five, and six came out first because George Lucas, back when he was actually a very gifted storyteller in many ways, realized that creating the illusion of, like, like depth. A used universe. Is something that adds a lot of value to uh, to the universe that you're seeing sort of in real time. Yeah, and then refer to these obscure things like the Clone Wars. Yeah, or everything the, feels the Force. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, oh shit, there's a lot of like illusory depth behind that that allows me to have sort of imaginative space. Um, and and then he w- went back and just fil- he went back colored and it all, it all in, in yeah. this way that was not good. Everyone Where knows all the that colors though. were wrong. Um, yeah. So midi chlorians is a way to explain the force. They're microscopic creatures that, that live in people's sense. blood. You know what it's like? It's like um, mitochondria and ferrandolite from uh, Wrinkle in Time. Okay. Yeah. Mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. I, I'm the one person who doesn't know that mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Yeah. Like for me, mitochondria is like a reference to a wrinkle in time. A wrinkle in time. Where they're like, they're basically midichlorians before midichlorians. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Anakin's blood is swimming with these things. Yeah, it's, he's got High more than Master they're Yoda. They're off the fucking charts. Yeah, they're off the damn charts. Yeah. The reading is off the chart. Over 20,000. Even Master Yoda doesn't have a midichlorian count that high. No Jedi has. What does that mean? I'm not sure. Um, why are we talking about mini chlorians? Oh, so I yeah. said I didn't and, want and then to, and then you started like, kind of launched into it. Yeah, he's essentially made of mini chlorians, and his mom doesn't actually. There's no daddy. Taken a male lover. So the issue of paternity um, is something so that George Lucas smart. likes to think about. Who's the daddy is a question that George Lucas often has, isn't it? Yeah, he talks about it a lot. <laughs> Who's the yeah, daddy? All, all three arcs. When George Lucas makes a movie, the first question, he like gets like his guys around yeah. in the writer's room. Yeah. And he's like, okay, he I like a lot of the stuff. I like a lot of the stuff you brought me. I like the Gungan stuff. That's fucking rules. They got floppy that ears. Owns, and they yeah. <laughs> fucking they like quote full house. <laughs> How wooed. How wooed. How wooed. I love he says that it like stuff. like four times. Don't change it. That's fucking great. But the question you haven't answered and that I'm going to help you answer is who's the daddy? 
Because that's the daddy. That's when he goes up to the whiteboard and he writes in big letters, "Who's the daddy? Who's the daddy of this one?" He just he taps it and he leaves the room. And they're like, "Oh, I guess we have to explore some daddy stuff." Yeah. Well, and they're like, "Well, you did a good job with it in um, episode four and five, and five in particular, yeah, and five in particular." Answering the question, who's the daddy, in episode five was extremely satisfying. And even people who right. don't know Star Wars knows that know And the episode answer. nine. While we're talking about it, episode nine, there's some who's the daddy stuff. And it yeah, there's some who's the daddy interesting. stuff. Pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in this one, in this one, the, the one I think universally agreed upon total failure, he, he decided that the answer to the question of who's the daddy was, there was no daddy. <laughs> there is no daddy. He's born of pyramid chlorian magic. We don't have a daddy. Good. And it's an interesting subversion of the virgin birth narrative, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Because Anakin doesn't turn out well. I don't think it's so I don't think it's subversive at all. Okay, you think that Anakin is a is a pretty much one for one Jesus analog. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. right. He redeems himself at the end. Of this film. No, of of all Episode of it, six. Okay, but there's a lot. It takes of, a while. There's a lot of stuff in between that's bad. I okay. want to talk about the. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever heard of the fucking Bible, Jack? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in there too that's bad. Yeah, but the but Jesus of Nazareth, for the most part, uh, is is pretty good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he fucking tore apart a temple. <laughs> he did. He did throughout he threw out I don't the. Know uh, if you remember that? Yeah, the, he threw out the 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 money counters, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Uh, why don't we take a quick break and then we can talk about the more about the morality of this film? Okay, I would love that. Okay. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hmm, what would I do with an extra hour in my day? Very interesting question, BetterHelp. Hello, everyone. This is Evil Tanner. I'm like regular Tanner, except evil. Our sponsor, BetterHelp, has put a little prompt here in the copy for us. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? My own website, which only exists on the dark web, of course, uh, wetterhelp.com, could use a little help. So I would probably use that hour to... Do a whole bunch, like, just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer. Please go donate to my GoFundMe. I need to bring my website, wetterhelp.com, back from the brink. Betterhelp.com, they feel like there's a little bit of uh, infringement. I said, well, you know, we're on the dark web. You guys are on the surface web. Our whole thing is, like, getting people wet who don't want to be wet. So it's, like, stepping in a puddle or, like, sitting on a bench that's wet. That's us. Like, that's what we do. Share this with a friend, one like, one prayer. I will follow through on the like prayer stuff, too. I will be praying all night. I would use today's sponsor, BetterHelp.com. Of course, I can't. I am evil tanner. I can only use the deep web. We do have a deep web version of BetterHelp.com. It's called WorseHelp.com. It's not good, but I think BetterHelp.com is great from everything I've heard. Convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch at any time, no additional charge. Uh, Go check it out. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bedfellows to get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash bedfellows see you there well not me but have fun shipping can make or break a sale so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation they make it easy to automate and manage orders 
no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Morality. We're talking about ethics and morality in The Phantom Menace. Welcome back, everybody. Um, thanks for sticking with us. Um, this is um, Nightline with Jack Shepard, and we're talking about ethics and morality. We have a uh, in the Phantom. I'm the Menace. guest. And my name is Tanner Greenring. Yeah. I'm um, at this point. I would say a Star Wars Episode One Phantom Menace expert. <laughs> yeah, and we've brought an I expert on. Malcolm Gladwell says if you spend whatever, ten thousand hours doing watching things, a Phantom you Menace, an expert. So, yeah. I've seen this movie so many times now. <laughs> I have to think I'm an expert. Tanner, thank you for joining us. Um, we're talking about ethics and morality in a Phantom Menace, and it's a Phantom Menace. It's the Phantom Menace, and. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something that Anakin says at the 42-minute uh, mark of this film. I'd like you to weigh in. I had a dream I was a Jedi. I came back here and freed all the slaves. Have you come to free us? No. Says Obi-Wan. No. No. I'm afraid not. And then Anakin says... I think you have. But he's wrong, and he's not. And no, Obi-Wan's not. not. And Well, my, well... I just Obi-Wan want to ask does, you a quick question, and the question is, and why not? First of all, and it's, it's why not, not is why okay, not is the question. The thing. It's not okay. Obi-Wan, it's Qui-Gon Jim. Oh, it's Qui-Gon Jim from Mallory Hates Boys and Jim. The second thing is, he is there to free slaves, because he does he's free not. He frees the, the, the lowest possible number of slaves you could conceivably free <laughs> and say no, you freed slaves. True. Okay, yeah. yes. <laughs> But so, um, my question is, what the fuck are they doing? Did, like, I think Anakin has a point here. I think Anakin has a point in the larger arc of this, where he becomes Darth Vader and is bad and evil. And Jesus, I, spoilers. And I would, too, if that's like, this is like my first encounter with, like, the fucking so-called good guys. Is they show up on the planet with the like, this, like, fucking backwater-ass planet. With their lightsabers and their fucking Jedi mind tricks. Their heirs. <laughs> and they do nothing. For, and, and and why? Because, like, they fucking want to, like, bring the, the gifted boy back to their cult. Counterpoint. <laughs> okay, sure. Here's why they can't free the slaves. Why? Jedi mind tricks don't work on Toydarians. Okay, Watto is not particularly threatening in this film. He's like a flying buck. So your thing is like the moral thing to do here. The moral thing to do here was slaughter Watto. Yeah, he's a slaver. Okay, so sacrifice one life for the many. Great, Jack. Fucking kill the slavers, free the slaves. Yeah, I'm down with. I'm broadly down with that. Jesus, look at you. Who's next? (laughs) Here's another thing. Burners, you're gonna kill them next. Tax dodgers, jaywalkers, where do you draw the line? When do the Jedi stop slaughtering? 
Here's another thing that Anakin says at the 43 minute and 48 second mark. Mom, you say the biggest problem in this universe is nobody helps each other. Says Anakin. That's what Shmee, Smee says. That's what Anakin says. No, that's what, that's what Anakin oh, it's is Shmee. quoting. Okay, fine. His mother. Well, it's a problem. And he's Shmee. right. So, <laughs> it's just like, it's super fucked up. Like, he just wants to recruit this, like, high midi count youth into his fucking cult. Well, he's the chosen one. But he's not. Well, that's yeah, different. He is. Okay, he yeah, does sure. bring balance he's... to the force. Have you seen the fucking films, Jack? Jesus. He does it's bring like balance to the to force. A chimp. <laughs> this movie is super dark. This, like, and here's another thing about it. Like, the movie is dark, and like the darkness of it. Watching it this time around, and look, I've seen it five or six times too. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty here too. I like to keep watching this movie. I think this is probably the third time I've seen it with you. Yeah, you and I watched it at like five <laughs> o'clock in the morning one morning. When we like went and watched all the Star Wars movies in order at the movie theater to yeah. to celebrate the release of um, Force Awakens or whatever the first right. one was, um, but this movie is dark. Here's what here's what I took away from it this time. Th- like, I think that that like I'm not even joking. Like, what this movie is about is two members of a of a of a misguided Jedi cult that is like. I'm not going to make a value judgment about whether it's good or not. I haven't seen them do much one way or the other. But they show up on this fucking planet that is a slave planet against the rules of the Federation for what it's worth. Like it's not – slavery is outlawed, but it's like far enough out. I think you mean the Republic. The Federation is the bad guys. Okay. Sorry. It's like talking to a chimp. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fine. Against the rules of the Republic. They show up on this planet and – Rip a young boy from his mother. Like, they're not interested in freeing any slaves except the one that's useful to them. Right. They are interested in freeing Smee, but she... Yeah, they don't try very hard. They don't try very hard. Well, because Toydarians aren't susceptible to Jedi mind tricks, Jack. Okay, fine. Did you watch the film? No, I did, but they don't try super hard. They rip the boy from his mother. (laughs) Take him and... You know what what Qui-Gon could have done? What? It all is a, a game of chance because... Um, Watto rolls a chance cube. Yeah, and it's going to roll in such a way that th- that they will get the mother instead of the boy. And you know what Qui Gon could have done? What he uses his Jedi powers to make it roll to Anakin. Right. Um, he could have just used his Jedi powers to like make it roll into a crack so that red and blue were both face up. <laughs> okay, like a monopoly, yeah. <laughs> monopoly rules. <laughs> And then Watto's like, oh shit. oh, shit. Yeah. Or he could have used his Jedi powers to, like, crush Watto's skull. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then where does that end, Jack? I, I would say right there. Take them both. <laughs> but they don't do that. Then, he, like, Anakin has this, like, fucking awful conversation with his mother where he's like, I don't want things to change. And she says, But you can't stop the change. Any more than you can stop the suns from setting. The change that she's talking about is them being separated and him going on to be a dark lord that kills children. <laughs> That's well, what this movie's about. <laughs> I will also say that her future isn't all that rosy. She no, it sucks. By, by Tusken Raiders. Tusken Raiders. <laughs> Fuck. Blows. And then <laughs> at the one hour and 15 minute mark, they have this exchange. Anakin says, I will come back and free you, Mom. And he won't. And f- why? Because he fucking forgets. He like forgets to. 
No, he does go back. Yeah, when he's like, by the time he goes back, she's been kidnapped by Tusken Raiders. Yeah, but it's like it's seven years later. He like, and then he (laughs) literally slaughters a village full of like women and children, and And that's bad babysitting. That's bad babysitting. That's what you want. That's your version of justice. Yeah, because you're like, oh, if anyone does any harm, then they deserve to be slaughtered, including the women and children of Tusken Raiders by the Jedi. Don't do the Jedi are here to slaughter anyone who. Who steps out of line? That's what you want, Jack. That's what you said about Watto, and that's what you're saying about the Tusken Raiders. That scene where Anakin in, in Episode Two. Yeah, no, I've seen it. Slaughters I know a what village happens. full of Tusken Raiders. Yeah, I know what happens. Yeah, that's what you like. That's not what I'm saying. You're twisting what do you mean? my They're words. They're kidnappers. They kidnap the mom. Yeah, and and some of them should. They're be killed, morally I think. bad. I do think so. <laughs> don't make so. me. Don't. Don't put this on me. Please don't put this on me. And we're not talking about the second movie. <sighs> uh, um, do you want to do a name generator? Okay. What is your... Pod racer name. Okay. There are a number of pod racers at the Bunta Eve classic the the aforementioned sebalba who's probably the best pod racer on the planet and they all have very fun names okay anakin anakin yeah aldarbido <laughs> bumpy ruse ben quadineros boles ruer okay bozzy baranta okay bullseye navuyal cleg holdfast cy younga Cy Young okay. Award, Cy Young Award, it's, Cy Young Award. That's funny. That's what a pitching award. Dud Bolt, Ebby Endicott, Elon Mack, which is pretty close <laughs> to Elon Musk. That's my pod racer name. Fud Sang. Okay. Gezgango. Okay. Jin Rizzo, Mars Guo, Mawan. Jesus Christ, there's too many. I Neva hate, Key. I hate listening Odie to this. Mandrell, I don't like listening to this. It sucks for me. Tyrell. If it sucks for me slide, in the moment, Paramita, it must suck for the listeners. Pagalis. keep hearing this. Toy Dampner and Juan Sandage. Okay. So how does this name generator work? Oh, you don't know. I have a plan. No. Perfect. Perfect. So you've led us into a pretty... A pretty uh, dynamically awful cul-de-sac what do you mean just read a bunch of nonsense names well you've read a bunch of nonsense names and workshop then on air you want to workshop on air how we can get a, a funny pod racer name yeah here's what you do you take okay. your first name and you reverse it and then you take um any onomatopoeia and you add o to the end for an onomatopoeia for what mm, whatever like your like favorite bar Sure. Barfo. Okay. okay. So my name is so Cage Barfo. Your name Barfo. would be Cage Barfo. That, that rules. Like- <laughs> totally works. My pot raiser name is Cage Barfo. And I love it. Totally Onomatopoeias. works. Okay. <laughs> I want a good one like Barf. <laughs> That's a fucking hard word to spell. Cage Barfo. Can you get that? Can you get that on first try? What? Onomatopoeia? Yeah, onomatopoeia. You want me to do it? Do it now. O-N-O-M-A-T-O-P-O-E-I-A. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, because it's onoma from the Greek, which means name, and poeia, which is from the Greek poeo, which means to make 
or create. It's what poetry comes from as well. Um, gobble? <laughs> okay, that's good. And you add an O. So Renat Gobbleo. <laughs> Renat Gobbleo. This is, I think, maybe <laughs> yeah. one of the strongest names. <laughs> you fucking pulled that one out. I thought we were doomed. <laughs> I honestly thought we were fucking doomed. That rules. Catch, catch Barfo. <laughs> and Renat Gobbleo. <laughs> it's very good. So you can do that at home. Yeah. That's a fun one for you. Um, you want to hear my fan theory with Cam Geary? Yep. Yeah, it's a segment. It's called Fan Theories with Cam Geary. It's because Cam Geary is a babysitting adjacent uh, guy. And this is a, no- a... What is it? A novel that we do? A video novel, this one. Yeah, about... Um, no, it's a podcast, what we have. If this is... Because it, it's... Now he this says... Uh, this, now this... This is podcast. This is podcast. <laughs> Um, and uh, we talk about babysitting, and this one's about babysitting, and they babysit Anakin. They do a terrible job. At least you can agree on this. Total fail- failure of babysitting in this novel. Oh, 100% yeah. failure. We very quickly go down the pros and cons? Yeah. There, there's not, Almost all cons. There's no pros. Um, let me say one. Yeah. It's murderously bad babysitting to let a baby do pod racing. Yeah, that's dangerous. Especially if the reason you're doing it is because you want to bet on him with a slaver who owns him. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Because you think he might. Um, that's terrible babysitting. Con number two sucks. They let the boy, who's yeah. I think all of nine or ten in this film, do flirting with a queen. Yeah, who's a queen. Yeah. And they that do sucks. some pretty intense flirting at one I hate point that. At 119. I hate that. Yeah. I made this for you. So you'd remember me. I carved it out of a poor snippet. It'll bring you good fortune. It's beautiful. But I don't need this to remember you by. Many things will change when I reach the capital, Annie. But my caring for you will remain. I care for you, too. That's what, in my good version of the movie, I cut their relationship out of this okay well then yeah good luck with fucking episodes we'll do episode two six episode episode two the crawl anakin and padme have fucked a baby into each other well okay that doesn't happen at that point idiot okay fine episode three watch the movies episode three that that solved it that's the crawl i can solve a lot of shit with the crawl con okay Letting the boy fly into space. Yeah, that's bad. They shouldn't do that. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Uh, It's not a coincidence that Anakin is going to go on to do multiple extremely bad acts of babysitting. Oh, yeah. In this series. Really bad babysitting. Tusken Raiders, terrible babysitting of the Tusken Raiders, terrible babysitting of the young Jedi. The younglings. uh, Younglings. That's yeah. bad. And if you haven't seen these movies, I like don't. <laughs> Qui-Gon Jim says to Anakin from find Mallory somewhere Hits, safe Jim. and stay there. Yeah. <laughs> when the big battle for Naboo happens. And that what sucks. I said to Jamie as we were watching it, she was looking at Twitter, she was not watching it. But what I said to Jamie was, why wouldn't they send the queen, yeah. who is like an important political figure, and the nine year old boy somewhere safe. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere safe. <laughs> Anywhere safe. Gungan yeah. City. You know, like anywhere. Yeah. 
but instead what happens is that they the queen is on the front lines battling droids and anakin skywalker climbs into the cockpit of a spaceship which auto launches <laughs> sending him to the trade federation ship it turns out he's orbit, good he's good at where he me. accidentally docks the ship <laughs> and then accidentally blows up the pow- like the reactor which destroys the ship and shuts down all the robots saving the day truly bad truly um, beautiful bad babysitting bad it's terrible babysitting it's just all bad they don't look after him at all here's my theory why was he banished from naboo let's look into this uh jar jar why was he banished they ask him banished from and he deflects Dungan city okay he deflects well he doesn't deflect he says he's clumsy he says because i'm clumsy it's the vaguest reason why were you banished jar jar it's a long hotel, but uh, a small part of it would be Miss uh, uh, Clumsy. You were banished because you were clumsy. Ah, uh, you're so mightn't be saying that. Yeah. And then they let it happen. Jar Jar is the master manipulator of this film. I actually have this in my notes too. I say Jar Jar is a tactical genius, 5D chess. Yes, he's playing 5D chess. Listen to this. This film, like, you and I agree on one thing, and we, we you stipulated this at the beginning, but. I want to expand on it. Watching the movie this time, and especially because I was watching it with a view to trying to create a good movie out of it by cutting a lot of stuff and rearranging it. It's yeah, debatable whether you accomplish that. I say no. A thing that I ran into that is difficult that I think you picked up on, to give you a compliment here, mm-hmm. this movie really does revolve around Jar Jar. Like, this film, like, for better, well, no. For worse. I don't know. Is that an expression? For better. For for worse. This film, like, can't exist without Jar Jar. Cyril noticed it immediately. He was like, who the fuck is that handsome devil? In a good way. In a good way. He likes him. But, like, you can't can't do this movie without Jar Jar. It's like, it is a, this is a movie that's about Jar Jar. It's a movie that forgets to have a hero for the most part. And if there is an answer to the question, who is the hero of this film, the only kind of reasonable answer is jar jar yeah Qui-Gon, can i quickly divert you i just a quick yes, aside. Yeah, super quick i hate aside. it but i don't like it. i don't know if baby nation knows this about me i suspect they do but i have a, a pretty robust jar 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 binks yeah uh memorabilia collection it got you and me in a big trouble when um our um entertainment website also became a, a like a fairly well-known a political news website yeah, and all of the new like hotshot political reporters from like the Atlantic and the New York Times yeah. uh, showed up and uh, didn't like the fact that y- you and I pressed the button on your Jar Jar Binks and it played toy and it, it played song. the Cantina song for like and then Jar two Jar to Binks. three minutes. Yeah, it dances the whole time, and that uh, we like to press it constantly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a real issue. <laughs> it was a real issue. It was yeah, like I a think you that know got me pretty close to being fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I also accidentally shot one of those political reporters in the face with a nerf dart once. Yeah, that, that was a bummer. Really, almost got me fired. Yeah, that was. Bad. Um, I I have a number of Jar Jar Binks yeah. collectibles. Mm-hmm. And okay, let's say it. Let's. What, what can I help you? No, you've just distracted me. I'm trying to remember what my point was. Oh, great. Okay. So we're and I'll remind you that the digression we're on is one that's a digression from my point. And what were you, what were you saying? Because now I want to go back and figure out what I, what my point was. It's interesting because I've never heard this from you before. What were you saying? 
Like normally, you'd be pretty happy to let the digression just go for the rest of the episode. But no, now I wanna, you need I want to f- figure out what I was now saying because I need feel like me. it was an important point. But it had oh, nothing okay, to so do. Okay. I always kept my Jar Jar Binks collection <laughs> at work. Yeah. At our at the job we both worked at. Yeah. And one time, always near my desk. Yeah. But publicly displayed so anyone could enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And one time, I was sitting at my desk working and some like kind of snotty programmers came by one guy was showing a new guy around the office uh-huh. and he was like oh and here's the like infamous jar jar collection and the new guy was like oh yeah like that's kind of fucked up like i remember seeing that movie and like thought that 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 character was pretty problematic okay because of his uh you know, yeah and he's not offensive wrong. accent yep. yeah mm-hmm. and at the time i, I couldn't disagree no, but it still did kind of raise my hackles, my ire. Yeah, because yeah. you'd love the character. Warts Do I and all. love the character? I have a complicated relationship. Yeah, yeah. With you'd the like to have. Say. You'd like that you have a, a collection of Jar Jar Binks collectibles, and it's a nice thing about you. It might be one of the biggest in the world. Yeah, because who else is collecting? <laughs> they're never expensive. No, they're always cheap. Yeah. <laughs> when I heard just now when you said that Cyril really attached to him. Yeah. I went to eBay and was like, maybe I can please stoke this fire. Please. Cyril loves Jar Jar Binks. Okay. He and I had a pretty interesting Star Wars conversation that I think you would appreciate. Because he yeah. was like, who's that? He was like, who's that guy? Who's that scary guy? Then he Jar- said, Jar Jar Binks. What kind of animal is he? And I said, he's a Gungan. Gungan. And then the next character that we saw that raised Cyril's interest was Boss Nass. And he was like, okay, oh. and this is this actually brings me to well, a segment that I wanted to introduce, and I I know that we're still kind of in your segment, well, we're, but I we're, do want to not just in my segment, but like in the middle of a sentence that I was saying right. that, about my my firstborn son. Well, I thought you were done because you said his first favorite character was Jar Jar Binks, and his second favorite character was Boss Nass. No, and then Cyril said, "What kind of an animal is he?" And I said, Gungan. "He's a Gungan." And Cyril was like, "Well, <laughs> how can they Gungan. both be Gungans?" Right. And isn't that an interesting question? Because they don't look alike at all. I think it's complicated. I think there are two species on that. But they're both considered Gungans. Yeah. Okay, now you can say your segment. It's a new segment I have. It's a new um, thing I want to introduce. You're going to have to find some music and do like sound effects. It's called. Perfect. I'm going to love that as an editor. And Great. here's how it works. We do a power ranking of our favorite characters in the film. Number one for me, Jar Jar Binks. What's the criteria? Kind of the, what do you mean? What's the criteria? Is it like how much we like them or like how important they are to the film? I think a, a mix. How? I think you can use whatever justification you need to. Okay. So number one power ranking is uh, Jar Jar Binks because the whole film sort of centers Revolves around him. It revolves around him. He's the center of the universe. So now it's number one for me, too. Uh, number two on my list, Boss Nass. Watto for me. Watto for you. Number three, every other character. I don't care. Okay. So you're just a Gungan. You're, this is the thing. You like the Gungans. I'm a Gungan guy. Well, th- Gungan so guy. this fits in with my fan theory, so we can come back to it. Listen, Jar Jar is a master manipulator. He's banished yeah. from Gungan yeah. City. And he never, he just like coyly says, oh, I was clumsy. Don't worry about it. What did he do? It must have been fucking terrible. But he manipulates Qui-Gon Jim from Mallory Hates Boys and Jim. 
and yeah. Obi-Wan into getting him out of this like bad situation where he's like an exile for like some crimes that we don't even know. Clumsiness. Then it's a strict society. Like he leverages that. Like anytime they get into danger, like he like, oh, accidentally like falls in such a way that he doesn't have to do the fight. Or like <laughs> falls in such a way that he releases a bunch of yeah. big bombas. Yeah. Yeah. No, that and happens. Kills in the movie a bunch too. of droids. Yeah. He's like much more wily than he appears. He then ensures that Amidala makes it to Coruscant just in time to agree to the vote of no confidence for Chancellor Valorum. And now, right. th- now we're at a place where if you haven't seen this film, you do need Ezra Klein to like do a Vox explainer for it. Right. And I know that Ezra Klein's not a Vox anymore, but you know. <laughs> He'll still do it. <laughs> He'll still do it. <laughs> That's actually a kind funny side. That's a funny site you and I should start. It's like Vox, but for like dumb shit. <laughs> Explaining the politics of episode it's one. It's like Vox, and... but for dumb shit. And it's like, you never like, you never let the mask slip, right? Like, it's not funny. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, it's like extremely dry. Totally pie like, face. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the deal with the Trade Federation? <laughs> yeah. I think then, that site exists and it's called Wikipedia. He parlays his re- <laughs> he parlays his relationship with Amidala into a high ranking position in the Gungan army. Right? He goes yeah, from exile to fucking uh bombardier general. Yeah. Which is exactly what he needs for his next step, right? Now that he's like a fucking war hero, uh, like a Naboo war hero. But we weren't talking about the subsequent films. I'm briefly saying it. He can be a senator just in time to be in a perfect position to undermine the opposition to Palpatine's rise in the Senate through sheer incompetence and unlikability. Or is it? Just in time. Is it sheer incompetence and unlikability, or is it calculated? Exactly. Is it carefully calculated? Exactly. Exactly. And that's my fan this theory. It's 5D with chess. Theory. It's 5D chess. Jar Jar Banks is the most important character in the Star Wars universe on the dark side. I'm not going to buy into this theory. This okay. is like a meme. What do you mean like, it's a meme? Jar Jar Binks is, is a Sith Lord, and he's pulling all the strings. That's a thing that others have said before me? Yes. Really? Yes. It's like, really? It's a very like popular meme on the internet that Jar Jar Binks is actually a Sith Lord, and he, he's pulling all the evil strings. Okay, well, if I saw it, too. And there's all sorts of support for it, like specific scenes where Jar Jar like, fucks up in a way that, like, makes things happen the way they need to happen. Well, lo and behold, look who can do a fucking meme, but just from from his laundry room. Look who can do a meme, the guy who's worked professionally in meme <laughs> making for a majority of his life. Um, okay, well, that's my fan theory with Cam Geary. Okay, I have a segment I want to introduce. Okay, we've got... It's called... <gasps> Thirty-five minutes and thirty seconds into the film, yeah, they are in Moss. It's not Moss Eisley. No, I wish it's something Moss something on Tatooine. Okay, and they're wandering around trying to find the creds to buy a new hyperdrive okay. engine because their hyperdrive engine got broken by robots, mm-hmm. and they try to do Jedi mind tricks on. Watto, it doesn't work. He's a Toydarian. Jedi mind tricks don't work on him. Yeah. They're walking through 
the city trying to figure out what their options are. And Qui-Gon Jinn says to Padme mm-hmm. that they have nothing, they don't need to worry about any of their shit getting stolen. Mm-hmm. The beans here about crazy. We shall be robbed and crunched. Not likely. We have nothing of value. Because they have nothing of value, which is exactly their problem. Right. And as they're walking out of the frame, R2-D2, who's in this film. Cut him out of my version, but yeah. Kind of rolls into frame and does and does sad beeps. And yeah. my burn is on R2-D2 because Qui-Gon Jinn says that they have nothing. <laughs> they're talking and about R2-D2 him. R2-D2 is a... <laughs> that's funny part that's good yeah um my burn is at the one hour and 18 minute mark and it is newt gunray oh hell yeah newt gunray newt gunray says one to federation one of the characters racist characters in the federation. i guess we're gonna play a clip and i guess forewarning it's a racist caricature <laughs> it's pretty bad <laughs> yep <laughs> there's a there's a lot of bad racist caricatures in this in this yeah. film, including my beloved Jar Jar. Nuke Gunray and Jack's sa- beloved Watto. Yeah. Nuke Gunray says to Sayo Bibble mm-hmm. the following thing. Your queen is lost. Your people are starving, and you, Governor, are going to die much sooner than your people, I'm afraid. That's a bad burn. That sucks. That sucks to hear. That's it's a brutal to hear that. <laughs> Yeah, he this becomes kind of a pawn. Yeah, everyone's a pawn. Yeah, it's kind oh, of literally a, every a, everyone in this movie. film is a is a pawn, except the queen. The, no, especially the queen. She's a queen. Yes, she is a queen, and she's a she's a duly elected queen. <laughs> to state our allegations, I present Queen Amidala, recently elected ruler of the Naboo, who speaks on our behalf <laughs> of Naboo, isn't she? Yeah. She's elected queen. Yeah. I'm sure this is territory that, that has been covered. It's a political movie. Normally we don't like to talk politics on this podcast. And this is podcasting. Too, too messy. And, and but and it, like, it's a political movie. Some fans. This is and a political movie. I'm sure movie. we're gonna alienate some Federation listeners. Yeah. This episode. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but the Federation sucks. Yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah. But he, he man- manipulates the queen. I mean, Sidious does, into um, making a vote of no confidence in Chancellor Valorum, who doesn't appear in the movie. <laughs> he does. I mean, for like one second. He's in there for But it's like, it's like the most important thing about this film is that like Chancellor Vol- Valorum like is the one thing holding the fucking like Galactic Senate together. And in order to take him down, Queen Amidala has to say a vote of no confidence in him, even though yeah. he's a good man. And she does do it. And we see him for one second, and he just, like, does a face palm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Chancellor Valorum, I want to see the movie about you and, like, how yeah. this ended up this happening. fall from, from <laughs> race. Um, did yeah. you see the ETs? Did I see the ETs? What does that mean? That's a, it's a famous Easter egg in this film. There's a... Mm. One yeah, they're the senators. Yep. In the senator, I didn't see him this time. ETs. I didn't see him this time. I know about the ETs. Yeah, the ETs. There's um, ETs. Recognized fans, friends, friends Senate. who don't know this fact, which is maybe many. Literally, a delegation in the Senate is 
ETs from ET the Extraterrestrial. It's a crossover. They share the same universe. I they're like half of the audience is like, yes, I fucking know, and then there are some there are some people whose mind has has been blown by that fact. It's ET is in this movie. ETs, it's ETs. ETs are in this. They're in there. Look it up. This is a hell of a film. Yeah, it was a hell um, of a film. I recognize that maybe it's not for everyone, but I do genuinely think it's a good movie. And I like that you like it. And I, I mean that for real. I It warms my heart how much you like this movie. And it this is a thing makes about me, like me you is more. that I love the things I love, I truly love. Yeah. Like my, my thing with Star Wars is like, I just love the Star Wars universe. Yeah. I will consume any piece of Star Wars media and I genuinely enjoy most of it. It's Some beautiful. more than others, but. Watching this again tonight, I was just like, "This is like a good movie. Yeah. It's it's good. Like, I love it, that you it think works, that. it works. It moves along. Like it's it w- just a good movie. And if you haven't seen it yet, Baby Nation, go out and watch it. Go out and watch it. Enjoy it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Wherever Please. on whatever stream. Phantom Menace. Most appropriate. Can we be one of these people like it. these? Like get on Twitter and be like street like reply like just reply guys and and write stream Phantom Menace <laughs> stream to Phantom everyone's Menace. tweets. <laughs> yeah, um, our friend Matt does that to us every time Britney Spears comes out with a new song. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> harasses us until we buy it. And listen to it. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I like I love that you like this movie. It's nice about it's you. It's a nice thing a about you. Movie. And it's good. It shows strength of character. And I think I, I hope that I've navigated that because I didn't want to just be a bummer because this movie fucking sucks so fucking bad every second of it. it and doesn't I, suck. It's good. <laughs> and I did not want to bring that particular energy to it's this episode. Film. But I hope that I have honored you and your love for this movie, which I do honor. Yeah. And I do love. I feel honored. Good. Um, all right, I've got 10 minutes before my friend arrives for a socially distanced outdoor beer on my catio, so I will bid you farewell, Tanner. I would like to thank you for bearing with me. You're welcome. I would like to thank the Baby Nation for bearing with us. I would like to say yeah. that I love and kiss you, yeah. Baby Nation. Yeah. I would like to say that you must subscribe to our Patreon. It's the only thing that keeps us alive. It's the only thing that keeps us going. If you would like to support our show and get a whole other fucking show for just well, we five dollars a month, fucking description. You know what? Here I'll say something. Here, I'll say this. You know, people say like it's just the price of a cup of coffee. You know, people say that. Yeah. I went today. I forgot in the last year that you could do this. I went today for the first time in a year to a coffee to a Starbucks and I got a cup of coffee. A drive-through? No, I just went. Jesus, and like, Jack! <laughs> it's a pandemic. <laughs> I, was I went in to there for like, I went to yeah. Donkeys today. But it was the first, I just went past it and I was like, fuck, man. I literally have not had a cup of coffee outside my house in a year. Yeah. And it was super nice. And it was more expensive than what it costs to get our fucking Patreon podcast fucking four it's times a month. dollars a month. Yeah. Please do it. It really does help to support us. And it is a good. And you'll like it. And we're going to do something super interesting when we're done with the little sister little episode. Which we are almost done with the yeah. little sisters. Um, and it's uh, patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Please buy our merch. Bit.ly slash BSCC merch. Please do rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. And finally, you must... Absolutely must. You absolutely have to join the Baby Nation Facebook group. Everyone in there is nice. Yeah, we're good. And good. Um, all that remains is for me to say that this week we read a novel. That novel was called The Phantom Menace or Anne. Eh, 
Phantom and Menace. Phantom Menace. And yeah. Phantom Menace and George Lucas did it. It was an accident. And it's a it was a big accident, and, but it still happened and it was um it's a babysitting book. Uh next week uh I think it's Jane Eyre. Yeah, Jane Eyre. Have you been listening? I've been reading, it's good. I've been I've been listening to it via audiobook. I listened the yeah. entire time I was doing my my garage chores today. Okay. Kind of a bummer. <laughs> I don't know that I expected it to be this much of a bummer. Okay, I haven't got that far yet. It's like I weirdly. What do you mean? The opening chapters are a oh, bummer. Oh yeah, no, it starts out. It starts out like a bummer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking about that. I it's I it's a gap in my education as a as an English lit major. You would re- really think that I had read it, but I actually have not read Jane Eyre. So Same I'm here. I could have sworn I read Jane Eyre at some point. Yeah. I could have sworn I did. But then as I'm listening to the audiobook of it, I'm just like, none of this is familiar. No, it's not familiar. It's good as hell so far. So it is very good. I think that now that we've talked about it a lot in the outro, it's almost certainly what we're going to read next week, which is for me, like, I'm not listening to the audiobook, so I need to fucking get cracking. I'm like, <laughs> because we did The Gunslinger, and I just loved it so much, it, like, rekindled my love of reading. And, like, I, I'm, like, on book four, midway through book four of The Gunslinger. And so it's really hard for me to, like, look at at those two books wizard in the glass yeah i've got like wizard in the glass and jane Eyre on my bedside table and it's like it's like the angel on my shoulder and the devil on the other one and it's like very (laughs) hard to be like very good no it rules it rules it fucking rules looking forward to talking about it um all that remains is for me to say that um this week i have been uh jack alexander shepherd my name is Tanner Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time. And do not forget to let Daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip, man. Take your dream horse through that maze. This is the way. Berries to blood. There is no God, and we are his prophets. I may be a shitty boyfriend, but I'm a damn good babysitter. Claudia is wearing a bra uh, now. Uh, on the uh, way- uh, oh. uh, okay. We got to do one for this. this is pod racing. <laughs> now this is podcasting. Claudia's wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. That's Rue Gornaz. I give for your help, we leave in peace. He's a Gungan. Wait, they're all Gungans? Yeah, the Gungans are, are uh, divided into two different species. Rue Gornaz is a Gungan boss, but Jar Jar Binks is, um, I guess he's like a, just a regular Gungan. This Gungan may be of help. Why? It's baffling. Why? Why did they do that? It's just, it's a baffling choice. What's the big thing? What's that? That's a big fish! That's a big scary fish! Yeah, it's huge. It's a big scary fish. I don't know what it's called.
That's a big fish. <laughs> yeah, I like that big fish. <laughs> you like it? Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. Whoa. He's a bigger. Whoa! Whoa! There's always a bigger fish. That's not our cousin. Where's Jar Jar Binks? Where's Jar Jar Binks? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think he's still on the ship with um, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Right. I can't see Jar Jar Binks. I like that guy. You like him? Yeah. That was a HeadGum Podcast.